we hire a lot of people. We like we our whole job is to hire these people, right? Like it, the people who know what they're doing, handle their stuff. Like you can't hire good ones if you don't align them. And alignment comes from like let's just say it, money. Money is big. Um, but other things too. What is up, Modern Commerce listeners? I want to show you an amazing app we've been using called Triple Whale. You can check it out. Try triplewhale.com. It has all of the business health metrics and growth metrics you could possibly need all in one place, right? So everybody can get on the same page. This has revolutionized our ability to help grow brands and collaborate with brands. Everyone can get on the same page on the most important metrics. So if you're a media buyer, you can come into this and you can just use this little pin icon right here. And you can pin to the top the most important stuff to you. So if I'm a media buyer, I might have ROAS, I might, I might have ad spend, I might have new customer ROAS, right? But if I'm an owner, maybe those things aren't as important to me. Maybe I just want, you know, net profit, show me the net profit, show me the sales, right? Show me the number of orders. Um, so everyone on the team can get in line, get, you know, on the same page of what the most important growth metrics are, because it's different for every brand. Um, so grab Triple Whale at trytriplewhale.com. Use it. I promise you it will make your growth path far more clear. And uh, enjoy this episode of Modern Commerce. Welcome back, Modern Commerce. You're here with Casey and John. And today we're going to be tackling a pretty important topic, the value of a marketer or a marketing team marketing agency, however you want to call it. Uh, we're going to be helping you through those decisions on whether or not to cut loose the agency you currently have, whether or not to bring on an agency, potentially, uh, whether or not to hire just a single person to take over the, the efforts you've been running lately. Um, all those types of questions around the value of marketing and specifically the people who play those roles. John, what do you think is coming down the pipe at us this episode? This is a good one. I think that uh, the big thing here is like, si like it, it's really hard to like give sweeping, like general advice for this because uh, of different sizes of brands, right? And, and we we focus specifically on like direct to consumer e-commerce brands or e-commerce. We'll call them multi-channel e-commerce brands because we have a lot of brands that are uh, really more dominant on other uh, distribution channels than direct to consumer. But uh, I think the the really difficult thing here is like this looks very different at very different stages of growth. Uh, so it's why the question doesn't get, there's, there's a few reasons why like people aren't tackling this question and this isn't like common knowledge. And it's because one, there are folks who stand to make money by being hired, right? Like both people in the job market and agencies, uh, there's like a very real ecosystem of, of people who, you know, sell some kind of service, uh, to a business service and, and call it, you know, an agency, whether they actually know how to do that service or whoever they are. Right. Um, so a lot of people stand to make money. So, uh, anytime they stand to make money, they're going to try and, uh, you know, put information out into the world that will help them make money. Um, which full disclosure, we have an agency. So, uh, all of that and everything we say here, understand that we have an agency. It's a good thing to know. Um, and then the other reason I think that this is like not, tackled or not common knowledge is because is because of the different sizes of companies and because e-commerce is like in the wide world of business like pretty new right um and and really really in terms of like it's like mega growth and a lot of new entrepreneurs entering the space really in the last five years but like you know maybe 10 years uh that it's that it's really been kind of 
moving and in the last five years really has accelerated a lot. So like, you know, what are those people called? Like what are, what are the names of the roles, right? These are the things people don't know. Yeah, great expectation setting there. This is a difficult subject to tackle. Um, also format wise here, we're going really loose, just typical long form style around just a pretty broad subject. Um, pretty hard to kind of uh, templatize ahead of time how we're going to dissect this subject without really taking like the soul out of it. That's how I feel sometimes when we, we over prepare for something. So you're getting it fresh here, folks. Um, yeah, so I guess where I want to start with this, John, or, or maybe just a, a good framework for this is like we we uh, in our agency, we, we try to look at things through a few different views, right? We set goals in a few different ways, I should say. We typically try to set some combination of like volume and efficiency goals. And also we, we do something that is newer for us, but I'm really liking what we're doing. We're trying to set like wins and losses and draws, kind of what each one of those scenarios would look like. We're trying to forecast what a win would look out uh, for a month. Uh, maybe we could do it at a quarterly basis too, um, whatever would work for you. Um, and maybe there's a few different like categories you want to grade yourself on. I think that's something that could be a helpful exercise for people who are pondering these types of questions. So maybe we kind of uh, try to fit things into that framework as we go here. So okay. uh, yeah, jumping off here, how do you how do you weigh the value of a marketer? How do you weigh the value of a marketer? Okay, so uh, let me just like really get pretty specific for like e-commerce brands who are hiring marketers to take care of a channel, a distribution channel, whether that's the direct to consumer like website sales or whether it's Amazon or you know target.com or whatever. Um, like first and foremost, I think that like you can start from a place of like they like marketing um, in all the jobs that exist out there. Uh, marketing is a revenue like adjacent activity and it's a revenue driving activity. What I mean by that is like, um, like my mom is an accountant and she just, you know, she kind of like complains. She's a, she has a, 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 her own firm. She complains about how her clients, um, when she raises her rates throughout the years, because her costs raise and, and all of that stuff, she raises her rates, they complain which makes a lot of sense to me, her business clients even, which makes a lot of sense to me because her job is not a revenue driving activity. In fact, uh, every time they talk to her, she's pretty much telling them how much money they have to pay someone. Um, so like, they, it's kind of like a, a not super fun job, but it's like a super necessary job, right? If they don't want to go to jail. Uh, so that's not how marketing is though. Marketing is a revenue adjacent activity and it's a revenue driving activity. So I think the best place to start, if you're hiring a, a marketer, whether internal or external, meaning whether you're hiring someone to come be a part of your like brand's team or whether you're hiring, hiring an agency or a freelancer or a contractor or consultant, uh, is to say like, is this role or is this thing that I'm hiring them for like, can it be measured in like revenue? Like, can their impact be measured in like revenue, growth, profit, et cetera? Right. Cause that's just like a really great place to start. That's like just a really universal business metric. Those are really universal business metrics. Now, not all marketing roles can be graphic designers, for example, or 
you know, director of photography or whatever, like the, those might not necessarily be the, as revenue adjacent. Um, so then I think, you know, if you're hiring those kinds of roles though, um, you need to have somebody who is, uh, privy enough to the overall like marketing effort to be able to assign kind of value to them. Um, if that makes sense. So, and, but then, you know, we're getting into do the basic stuff, right? Like what is the job market? What is the, like, what is the going rate for a good agency in that space or a good, uh, per, like person in that space? And how well does this person get you understand you and, uh, in your brand and how well does their work and work history align with like where you want the brand to go? Yeah. Yeah. Great take there. Right. Fundamentals, right. Just kind of, uh, keep it simple, right. Whenever possible. If it's, if there's a really obvious view, you should have take that obvious view. Don't overcomplicate things. Uh, let me ask you this. So you kind of brought up, you kind of went through a few different scenarios. Stop you for a second. Cause kind of going back on that. I, I almost feel like there's maybe a scenario that you're thinking through. I don't know. Maybe I'm just like paranoid. My answer is oversimplified here, but like, uh, is there like a scenario you're thinking through? Maybe this is about what, what you're about to get into where it's like, like that logic maybe breaks down now, you know? Yeah, a little bit. So uh, the, what you just kind of talked through, I saw as two different things. I don't know if you meant it that way, but um, you kind of talked about one person being like the shot caller and maybe hiring out different roles. Um, let's just assume that that person is, is, has got it nailed. They've got it totally pegged. Let's not break it down any further than that for this scenario. They've nailed each role. They've got the right person in the right job and they're paying them accordingly. Let's just say they've, they've got it. Now, mm -hmm. option B, that same person hires an agency that will do all the same things, uh, but you know, let's say it's 10% more expensive or 10% mm. cheaper right? for either way, either scenario. What are the benefits maybe of kind of outsourcing to a full team who maybe has some chemistry already together and kind of right. can do some internal kind of checks to make sure things are all cohesive versus that kind of mercenary type of like, got a guy for this, got a guy for that, got a guy for this yeah. type of mentality. This, this well is deep. Okay. So I'm just trying to think, kind of organize how I would think through this. So, um, there is a little bit of a growth stage, uh, consideration here meaning uh at a certain stage of growth let, let's focus you know just as a for example to kind of get a little more specific here on on uh one of the services our agency provides which is um, paid paid media management right so managing your facebook ads managing your google ads um stuff like that um these days, managing Facebook ads, Google ads, uh, TikTok ads, paid media for e-commerce brands, it's not a matter of just like, oh, they know the platform really well. They're super good optimizers. They're super good scalers. It's a matter of like, okay, you need to understand what you have to understand. You need to know what you have to know about that business in order to help them reach their goals. You know, need to know how to ask the right questions. You need to know how to get the right information. Um, you need to like kind of maybe know their margins a little bit to understand what kind of offers you can put together, um, et cetera, et cetera. A lot of the stuff that, you know, sometimes the business doesn't even know themselves. Um, you also need to like have a really good handle on creative and targeting and how you put the right creative in front of the right person at the right time. 
um, a really good handle on like, what is this brand at its core, right? Like, is it an interruptive product? Is it, uh, is it like a product that people only really buy when they're in market for it? Um, and how do we like take advantage of that? And, and then you got to wrap that all together. Right. And you have to like say, okay, you know, based on this brand's goals, based on this brand's margin needs and profit needs based on, you know, all of the things I know about this brand, like here's like the right strategy. Like, it's not just about going into Google and optimizing it, you know, or going into Facebook and optimizing it. So if you think like that, you know, if you're a brand, in order to hire a paid media agency, that agency either needs to fill that whole gap, you know, like all of that, that I just said, it needs to be like all encompassing in that way. Or you need to have the internal team, like you can't expect the agency to do something that's like not what that agency does, right? A lot of paid media agencies, they are just paid media. It's like, look, we go in and we set up your campaigns in a good way and we optimize them and we scale them and we understand these platforms really well. Um, you know, you can't expect them to be your head of growth, right? They don't know about your, enough about your business to be your head of growth. So there has to be somebody internally that actually like knows what I said earlier. They know the right questions they ask. They know that a lot of the stuff that the business owner a lot of times doesn't know, right? Like you have to have an internal head of growth um, to be able to help manage them. If they don't like create content themselves, um, then you have to have an, you know, a way of providing them with content so that they can test and optimize and, and improve. Uh, so if, if you hire an agency, you have to be able to support them properly. You can't just expect to hire them and then like they are going to just make all your wildest dreams come true. You know, they're not Pedro. So like, <laughs> yeah, there we go. Little got got me. Reference. Gotcha. Uh, so, so that's like first and foremost, right? And I, like, kind of bring me back to your original question here. What was your original question? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I forgot it, it. it was the benefits and drawbacks of, uh, I guess the better way to frame it is assuming the pay is the same, what are the benefits right. and drawbacks of having mercenaries kind of siloed off who aren't really communicating as well or aren't used to con uh, communicating together? They aren't a part of one team. They are right. band-aided together versus like a, an agency that will take care of all those things. Right. So, so, um, that's the first thing with an agency is that like, you gotta be pretty clear on like who you're hiring, what they do. And is like, is there more that you need? And I think uh, if you talk to agency owners, pretty notoriously brands need more scope adjacent things that the agency doesn't actually do. And the brand just doesn't realize it. Right. Uh, so that's like the first thing with an agency. Like when do you hire them? When you are both clear that like, Hey, we've all, we've got all the right pieces in place. Um, why hire them versus an internal team? Uh, a couple of reasons. So if you are not someone who's built out an internal marketing team, and also you are not someone who has pretty strong core competencies in all of the things that the agency is going to do for you, um, then you're like probably not someone who's going to nail the hiring and training and uh, job describe job line creating of an internal marketing team right off the bat. And if you're an internal brand person or a brand owner, not nailing that, like that learning curve can be pretty detrimental, right? Whereas if, as long as you're clear on the scope lines with the agency, the stuff that is within their scope, they know, right? Like they know how to hire those people. They know how to train those people. They know how to like 
not just do like you can't they you you can delegate outcomes to them as long as you're providing the scope adjacent things that support them you can delegate outcomes to them you don't have to like delegate tasks to them like oftentimes you have to do with with people you've hired yourself right or train them or define what their job is uh the agency defines their job for you and then everything that's within that job scope they take care of it so that's one reason another reason is there's a growth uh stage asterisk on this something like media buying paid media for example uh if you're a two three four million dollar brand hiring an internal paid media buyer that's like not you not a brand owner not a brand partner is a is probably not the best move really because uh you, you i bet you most likely you are not going to have consistent enough sales you, you're still in like the wavy phase right like things are going to be up and down you're going to fall on some hard times um to hire to pay for a good you know paid media person uh you're gonna like you have a couple bad months and you're gonna like feel like you want to fire them Whereas an agency is probably going to be a little more cost effective and they're going to have some kind of pricing model where when you're having bad months, they, they like cost a little less. Right. Uh, so, you know, maybe when you're having good months, they might cost a little bit more when they're, when they're driving performance for you. Uh, but agencies position themselves more as variable costs. Whereas like hiring a person is, is a lot more, you're taking a lot more fixed cost on. So if you're not at that size where like your relative you know, revenue to the fixed cost you're taking on is like a really great ratio, then an agency is a pretty good, um, a pretty good option. Uh, other reasons to hire an agency is, yeah, expertise, cutting debt, like kind of what I said earlier. Um, and then uh, lastly, like, uh, how, how would I say this? Just awareness of what's happening across the industry and ability to create connections honestly and I, I've, I've kind of like down or never really thought of this as an agency but i just was kind of like visiting with one of our clients this last weekend and they said like i think the biggest benefit since we've come uh with you guys is that like we feel like we are in the room with and having the conversation with the right people right so like if there's some problem we have that you guys don't really know how to solve you just you just put us in touch with any of your other clients who solve that problem or one of the other people you know like you just you guys have a good network um or you know if something's going on you're, we're like oh, what's happening we're getting panicky you guys are like well okay well here's a trend that's happening across all you know apparel brands right now right so so like we kind of like know what's going on in the larger picture we know whether what's happening to us is normal or not um so agencies like provide a lot of value in that way that's maybe not super tangible but uh but is like very real some great points there. A uh, lot to, to kind of get into with that answer. Um, one thing I loved is that gem you pointed out that um, it's no guarantee, right? But you do leave yourself more vulnerable to a potential bad decision when hiring if you're having to make, personally as that, that brand manager, uh, when you're having to make half a dozen hires as opposed to one good hire, uh, yeah, you, I mean, it's just odds, right? That's just straight up probability if you have to make six hires the odds of making one bad one is you know anybody could make one bad one out of six or two or three but if right. you do find one agency you trust that they can already they've got experience building the teams through all those silos we're already talking about across all these different channels maybe or or different services they offer yeah you're hoping that if you make it if you make that one good decision, at least, uh, hopefully that turns into kind of what would be six good decisions or seven or however many decisions, on, you know, in 
alternate universe B. Um, man, right. you another- can shortcut it. You, you can shortcut, especially if you don't know how to even ask someone the right questions <laughs> to get that. Like, okay, how do I hire the person who goes in this seat? You know, because that is not really my core competency. So, how do I ask someone the right qu- questions to know, like, you know, wh- if they know if they know how to do that? Um, whereas, like with an agency, they're just going to have a track record, right? Like, you're going to be able to say, "All right, well, it was brand similar to you that we've gotten this result for? This is how we do it, or whatever." Right? Um, end of the day, it's you know, it's very interesting because I, being a part of the of an agency, have had brands and seen brands and talked to brands where, uh, you know, they they might attribute like their success to essentially a partnership with an agency, right? Like, oh yeah, we worked with these guys and we were nothing and they figured it out and cracked it. And now we're this, right? Um, and and like, like, I think of like one really big one that we have that's just really, really a big brand at this point. And they, we started with them when they started selling on their website. Um, so yeah, it's, it, you talk to someone like that and you talk to someone like hired agencies and just gotten burned. Like they were just horrible. And a lot of times it just comes down to exactly what I said. Like we weren't clear on like, what was your job and what was the agency's job? Now that said, there are some agencies who are, I don't know, for lack of a better term, charlatans agencies, right. Uh, Put that in quotes. They might not necessarily be agent. They might be like single individual operators acting like an agency or something like that. Um, That definitely exists. But uh, at this point in time, it's pretty easy to weed out, right? Like they have case studies, they have referrals, references, people you can talk to. You know, you'd hope so, people. especially if you have, like you said, somebody who's competent in that head of growth role internally already. You know, that person who hopefully has some kind of pulse of what's going on. Um, okay, gem number two that I really liked um, that I kind of want to extrapolate a little bit more on, and I think I can lend a couple of examples uh, from my own experience here just recently. Uh, you mentioned that part of the benefit of maybe having an agency is the client or you as the the business owner or business manager might feel like you're starting to have talks with the right kinds of people, at least. You you know, even if if uh, processes and, and things that are happening, you know, as far as what you're putting out there, uh, efforts you're actually moving on, even if they're tweaked just a little bit from what you used to do, the headspace that's i think that's something that's easy to kind of to just run right over if you if if you haven't experienced it yourself if you haven't kind of had that phenomenon um and i'll speak for myself like in this newer kind of role that that we're that we've got at, at structured i'm a creative strategist and what does that mean on a week-to-week basis when we're having those check-ins with brands you know does it mean i'm always introducing them to some you know, new all-star creative that I came up with or that our team came up with. And I'm like, hey, we're so excited to plug this into the ad account every single week. I've got something new and they're always just jaw drop. No, of course it doesn't mean that. Uh, But what it does typically mean, I'm finding on a week-to-week basis, is there is always something I want to show the client. And there's a reason I want to show them whatever it is I'm showing them. And hopefully, (laughs) I mean, I can't speak for them, but hopefully they're, they're feeling that effect that you're talking about, that they feel like they're, they're kind of more in like the the climate that they're more aware of the climate of each one of those individual lanes that would be kind of hard for one person who just has a bunch of other, you know, just singled off people kind of reporting to. It, it would hard kind of be hard to cultivate that that full I don't I don't know what I'm getting at here, but that that larger kind of conversation that can only come from 
people who are already marketers kind of interacting with each other and discussing these things. Right. I mean, like a really easy example here is uh, a lot of brands right now are having trouble hitting growth goals over the last year um, since we've, you know, struggled with some tracking and attribution stuff and stuff like that. And think about being siloed. I know it's funny because we don't really work with any brands that don't work with an agency. Good point. Agency. Uh, I guess some, like we've kind of done some of our own stuff every here and there, but like, but usually those ones it's because we have an agency, we just don't have this, this view, but like, it's, it's been interesting before I've talked to somebody who like does everything in house, you know, they grow their brand in house. And he's like, I just wish there was like, you know, some group of people of all these people who spend all this money on Facebook, who would like share everything that was happening. So it was like when Facebook CPMs double, like, you know, because everybody like said it, you know what I mean? I'm like, that's, that's exactly what we do all the time every day with clients, right? Like we know, Hey, we manage this many brands across this many verticals. And when a trend happens on platform, we know like, and we can share it. And the other thing that we know is like, this is like a really interesting thing that somebody pointed out to me one time um, that they said, like when they start, when they sold appliances, right? They sold refrigerators. They got to know a lot about refrigerators. And when somebody comes in to buy a refrigerator, uh, they think they're a refrigerator expert because they use one every day. I mean, I use my refrigerator every day. Um, So they feel like they're a refrigerator expert. But the fact is that they don't know crap about refrigerators, like compared to that refrigerator salesman who has to like every day figure out what is it that you're using this for? What do you like want in it? What is it, you know, like take your expert, you know, quote unquote expertise and translate that into the actual like thing that you need in order to like meet your, you know, goals in buying a refrigerator. They know, they know Jack about refrigerators compared to him. And, you know, I don't mean to say that that's the case with clients versus agencies. It's just that like, we've got so many, like the reps, there's a lot of reps, a lot of different brands that we've walked through a lot of different stages. Some of them we've seen flounder and not grow. Some of them we've seen go under, some of them we've seen win and grow like crazy. And it's like, oh, like, and we start to just recognize the patterns and strings and we start to be able to bucket other brands that want to walk that path into similar categories. Well, this brand's actually kind of like this brand that walked the path. And honestly, it usually comes down to one or two, maybe three things that it turned on, right? Like, and so it's like, well, look, you, this is the model, right? Like for you, right? And, and, And it's not always like, oh, here's what kind of ads they run. That's not what I'm talking about. Like going copy your competitor's ads. And it's not like that. It's like, Hey, oh, you're an apparel brand. Like, well, look, we've grown an apparel brand like this. And, and, uh, when they, when they really broke through is when they started doing weekly new designs, weekly drops, weekly collection drops, uh, because their LTVs went through the roof. Once that happened, they could pay more to acquire a customer. And that's when they went from 3 million to 21 million in a year, right? Like we've seen it happen. We've seen other brands like you walk it. We've also seen brands that Oh, you're an apparel brand. Okay. Well, you know, we worked with this other brand that, uh, kind of got really big on this certain style joggers, whatever it was. And then they never became not a jogger brand, right. Or they never became a, they never became a sunglasses brand. They were always a wooden sunglasses brand and now they're no longer a brand. Right. Um, so like, you know, we've seen it, that's like an example, but we've just have so many reps, right. So that, that's like a good example of what you're talking about is that it's like, 
work with an agency, they just, they're the refrigerator salesman. Like they've seen this happen and not happen and heard the concerns that you have, however it is you voice them, they've heard some version of it, you know, in before. And uh, so when they like talk to you about it, even though sometimes they end up telling you what you don't want to hear, uh, they're it's it's from experience because it's, it's like oh yeah you know i've been to this rodeo before like i've seen this movie may not want to hear it might need to hear it uh right. but yeah i think what you're talking about is there's really no substitute for that accumulation of skill sets and knowledge and kind of like always uh be trying to get more knowledge whatever you want to call that 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 chasing down of new knowledge and like you said like even trendy stuff that i wouldn't file under knowledge exactly but it's it's uh you know applicable in the in and of the moment um okay so i have a feeling kind of want to circle back a little bit because i have a feeling we might be kind of convincing some people who haven't worked with an agency before or have maybe been burnt by an agency before to maybe like give it another go or give it a go for the first time um but i want to kind of frame it like this let's now imagine as opposed to that scenario i laid out before let's imagine you do have an agency and they Let's just say they do have, uh, they run your paid for you, but you have somebody kind of siloed off, so a single contractor outside of them who does email and another one outside of that who does, you know, content for you and stuff. You know, at Structured, we do have the benefit of being this like multidimensional agency where we do have various different uh, services we offer, right? So I, I don't want to be irresponsible here and say like, it's always the right move to just give everything over to an agency who you are happy with the one thing they provide because there's a, a real emotional response people can have when, when things are good or bad, um, any kind of polarized situation, you either, either want to chase that good or just steer away from the bad. Um, but let's just pretend that there's a good situation going with this paid team you have. Um, how do you avoid just taking that grass is always greener mentality and saying like, let's give everything to them. How do you actually, I mean, obviously situation matters and we can't, speak to every situation once but how would you go through the process of 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 trying to decide whether or not you want to hand more to a team that you are happy with uh but you know there's a calculated risk in 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 handing them other pieces of your brand and really kind of becoming more pot committed to them um i know it's yeah, a lot so, all at once it's a lot <laughs> yep yeah let me let me maybe like give some of my I may about, I suppose, uh, John, hold, hold on, hold on just one second. You, yeah, on my end, you cut out a little bit. Uh, would you mind just starting that over again? Yeah. Um, I said, let me give some of my maybe slightly unorganized thoughts here. Uh, but then I was just kind of like, I guess that's what the whole podcast is. It just should be called. <laughs> that's, that's a solid point. <laughs> unorganized thoughts. Uh, that, we... Oh, title of the episode right there. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, okay. So if you have an agency partnership that is going well uh i'm gonna say like you have a barometer of like everyone has like a i don't know a bullshit meter for lack of a better term if you have an agency partnership that's going well chances are that a big reason it's going well is because it's a partnership and you guys treat each other like partners and this agency doesn't treat you in like an overly transactional manner. And you can tell that because your bullshit meter doesn't go off all the time. 
Um, or maybe it does, but you know, they get results. That's fine too. And you can still have a good relationship with them. But my point is you have a bullshit meter. Um, so let's start from there and let's use your scenario. Uh, it's going really well with a paid team and you know, uh, should I give them, it's going really well on Facebook. Should I give them Google? Should I get them Snapchat chat? You know, maybe they're just really good at Facebook and I should stick with my Google guy. Cause I'm happy with them or my Google girl. Cause I'm happy with her. And, uh, and they're not actually like Google, uh, people. Okay. You really like, again, working from this spot of like, you have a bullshit meter. Like this is a great conversation probably to have with that team that you feel the relationship is going well with. Um, or should I have them shoot content? Uh, should I do TikTok? Should I uh, use their email team? Um, I will say there's certainly brands that we've worked with that if they asked us, oh, and then another question to ask them probably, and brands never ask us this, um, how does that affect you if we work with, uh, if we give you Google, if we work with your content team? Do you guys get like a commission or something like that? Be okay with the answer being yes, but, but also be aware, you know? Um, and then like, I will just outright say that like, if a brand asks us, Hey, should we give you Google? Um, most of the time I'm going to say yes. Cause most of the time I think that we're probably going to get better results if we're running Facebook and Google for them both in one spot. If a brand asks us, should we give you TikTok? I might be like, I don't know if you should even run TikTok or should we give you Snapchat? be like, I don't know if you, I'm not even convinced you should run Snapchat. If you have got someone else running Snapchat, I think that what you should start with is asking us if you should even be running it. Um, and you shouldn't be really like, understand that that person who runs it, they're pot committed to Snapchat. We don't care whether you run Snapchat or not because you're still working with us. Um, good point. Should we work? Should we work? Yeah. Right. Right. They're pot, pot committed to that channel. Uh, should we work with your email team? I think that I would very honestly be able to assess whether a client should or should not work with our email team. Uh, and for many clients, the answer would be yes, but there's certain clients that one I was referring to a few minutes ago that no, they will not do as good of a job as your in-house people. And you guys drive a lot of email revenue. Like your in-house people, you need somebody full-time, full committed to that. That's just that for you, right? Just your retention marketer. Um, should we work with your content team? Uh, yes, but maybe only on this type of content and you should actually keep doing this kind of content to yourself or no, you don't need to, you produce great content. You're, you are, you yourself are a content factory. We've had clients before. It's like, oh, maybe we should have you guys shoot some stuff. It's like, honestly, I think that what you shoot from a performance standpoint will, I, I don't think that we are highly likely to create something that performs any better than what you do. Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, if you've got a good relationship with that team, I don't know, I guess I can't speak to other teams that like aren't honest with their clients, but uh, if you've got a good relationship with that team, there's a good chance it's because there's a good trust relationship or, you know, they get results and, uh, and, but you still maybe are like, yeah, they're salespeople though, you know, they're going to cross sell me, uh, but still good to have the conversation. Right. And then even if they are well, like, you know, why, like, why or why not? What, what's like the, what's been like, just be honest about like, allow them to be honest, allow them a space to be honest about like benefits and drawbacks, likelihood of, you know, risk versus reward here, right? Like, okay, if I do a 20K content package with your content team, you know, how do you get paid for that? Are, are, is there a commission in it for you? you know, they should be honest about that. 
okay, well, you know, if I do that, what am I going to get? What's the likelihood that, you know, that content is going to turn around and drive enough more incremental ROAS that it's going to be worth hundred K to me, because that's what I really need it to be, you know, versus taking that same 20 K and allocating it to just more media spend or something like that. Right. And uh, like, cause it, it, again, put it in terms that like, what if I took that same 20 K and allocated it somewhere else that benefited you, right? Like just stuff like that. So honestly, if you have a conversation with a team that you already have a good relationship with, that's going to help you in your scenario. Um, now zooming out a little bit, I think that what that really means is that I, as someone who has a lot of reps with a lot of brands can pretty easily tell when somebody will be a right fit to extend a relationship with us, have a relationship with us, uh, have a relationship with this department or that department or, or, or whatever, right? Like I got a lot of reps with a lot of brands, so I can just see that. Um, so if you don't really have that kind of relationship with your current agency where they, you feel like they can actually give that an honest assessment, then you've got to have someone somewhere who has the confidence to be able to say, you know, like that they would be, they, I think they're good for this and not good for this. Or I think we should go over the here for this. Um, but that's a tough one. You know, we have plenty of brands that are, they're pretty advanced that I believe over, uh, over diversify with the different agencies and contractors they work with, and they should consolidate a little bit. There are also some that probably try to over consolidate and have one agency doing everything, they're doing your web pages, they're doing your CRO, they're doing this, they're doing everything. And it's like, that's a very special certain type of agency that mainly just doesn't have very many clients. You're like one of their only clients and they're really great all around marketers. There's the, not a lot of those exist that are really in the agency space. Jack of all trades, master of none, maybe. Right. Yeah. So, uh, first off, uh, kind of summing up that or, or touching on that first, I can't believe that in how many episodes we've done that I, I would never would have guessed you'd be the first person to swear on our podcast. I, I would have bet I would have bet the house on me, but no, I don't think I have. I think it's always been one of those things we've never like discussed like properly. And I've always just kind of been like, eh, I don't need to, don't. But you know we said things before that were like, can we say that on YouTube? Definitely. I do remember some sort of like death, murder, death kill kind of yeah. talk yeah. that was from yeah. me. And you're like, um and I was like, well, it's out there. All right, we'll see. We're gonna find out. <laughs> Channel still exists, so I guess we're okay. Yeah. Um Anyway, so I think just to sum up what you said there, I think kind of trusting your instincts is is fair enough. Like for that that person who has instincts, they would typically trust. And if you can't, if you feel like for whatever reason in this in the scenario you find yourself in, because we can't talk about every scenario possible, if you feel like you can't trust your instincts for whatever reason, there probably is a reason. You should probably look into that. And maybe as long as there is some trust, at least. We, you should be having this conversation that John and I are having right now with that agency. Like John said, you right. know, talk to them about with people it. People that you trust. Yep. And I think out of that, even if there's not full trust yet, I think out of that conversation, one of two things will happen. Either you'll gain trust from their answers from, you know, to the questions you have, or they'll, you'll lose trust in them if that bullshit meter goes off. So maybe maybe force the issue a little bit if you're really wondering about whether or not you should make a change. Um, okay, I kind of... I have one more scenario I definitely want to get to, but I feel like that'll be kind of a natural end to this discussion. So before I, I get there... Question, one thing I had a question about is, did you want to cover like 
when you shouldn't because i think this was part of your first question but i don't know if i covered it like when shouldn't you hire an agency like when should you be in-house yeah that was actually that's kind of the last subject i have here i was going to frame it a little bit more like you have an agency and you don't know if they're worth what you're paying you know and because it isn't exactly like a direct uh you know how much money am i making and how much you know it, it's hard to attribute you know performance and and it's tough to go about these kinds of things it's it's not even though it's pretty revenue uh adjacent or however you framed it earlier it i think in the moment you know when you're making that decision it doesn't feel that simple and i think it's because it's really not quite that simple there are a lot of things that go into it with an agency you know especially if they do have a couple different you know dimensions of your business if they if they do already run a couple different services for you a couple different channels maybe uh things like that it, it gets kind of in the weeds sometimes in the decision it can put you in the weeds decision making wise and yeah you could frame it also if you're looking to hire an agency or if you're looking to part ways um yeah that that's kind of the the point i was going to get to next so when is it the right time to maybe part ways with an agency what at least what's the right mindset to have what are the right questions to ask whether it's time to naturally move on and the other side of that is you know when is the right time to maybe bring one on okay so we covered the right time to bring one on kind of um or at least as good as we could i think so right i think i'm gonna try and and hit touch base on your other question, hey, I'm with an agency, should I part ways? And should I go to another agency or should I bring that in-house? Specifically, maybe to bring it in-house, right? When do you do that? When do you hire instead of doing an agency? You know, and, and I think the really challenging time to answer that question is when you already have an agency relationship that's going well, and, but you know, you're like, oh, do I need to hire this in-house now? I'm not like, am I growing to, cause that is, that is the thing, right? Like we definitely, we help grow brands oftentimes to a point where we work ourselves out of a job. Like it's actually the right move for them to, you know, to replace us with in-house people and, and sometimes even refer those in-house people to them. Um, so let me hit on a common scenario there though. And I'm going to, I'm going to run it by you, Casey business owner, because it seems like a very obvious answer. Let's go. You have a, yeah, you have an agency. Um, and again, I'm going to go paid media, right? Like we run paid media, uh, but other agencies set up, uh, variable comp based deal structures as well. Sometimes, um, you have an agency that has some kind of, uh, variable comp deal structure, meaning you pay them more if they perform better, um, because they are revenue adjacent and they kill it. They do really well. They grow your business like crazy. You're, you know, doing big numbers that you never thought you'd do. Your revenues are high. Your profits are high. Um, but they're sending you, you know, $20,000 a month checks. So, you know, that's like $240,000 a year on average, if they're sending you $20,000 a month checks every month. Does it now at this point make sense to go hire a media buyer that you might be able to get for a hundred thousand or one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year, as opposed to paying this agency two hundred forty thousand dollars a year. Yeah, I think uh, this is pretty loaded. Honestly, you, I, I yeah, think you I know, might know you what know you're. Know it's loaded. Everybody watching this is like obviously, yeah, right. And we touched on a lot of stuff already earlier that kind of speaks to how loaded that is. Um, I think personally, you know, you framed it as they're killing it. So I assume the business is mostly healthy. So my, my typical answer would be, if you can afford that, assuming they're killing it and your business is healthy, 
I wouldn't say they're killing it if your business isn't healthy, probably. Um, so I would say if you can afford that, that's kind of a luxury you want to pay for because otherwise you might be, you might really be leaving yourself in a spot where you are very vulnerable if things go poorly, trying to replace them. If their activity has been very directly attributable to this growth that we're talking about, and now you're like, well, I could just, I could hire like a really great in-house person for how much I'm paying them. Well, um, yeah, but you're, you're, you are basically saying you guys have crushed, like your activity has been so great that now I can hire to afford to replace you. And it's like, it wasn't the whole thing that you're aligning them to perform really well. Um, so now you're going to go replace them with someone you don't align to perform really well. Right. Or what's, what happens when, and why will that person who you pay a hundred thousand dollars a year, if they're a good media buyer, be motivated to do what this agency has been doing? Or uh, even even the best case scenario, they somehow miraculously completely replace everything that agency was doing to a T. You don't even notice a business or you don't even notice a difference in the revenue side somehow. But then that person comes to you a quarter later and say, hey, I want a 200% raise. There you go. Hey, and I'm you're just, you now you have no plan B. You probably can't right. recreate that scenario again where you replace them again. All You, know, you hired this great media buyer who could do it. Uh, yeah, you're subject to their whims now. Yeah, marketers, performance marketers, uh, are like like salespeople. They're 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 close first cousins to salespeople, in that they're driven, they're performance oriented. They want to see their efforts show up in dollars, and then they want to be compensated for that. You know, um, and they're they're just driven people, right? That the best ones are. The best ones aren't like, yeah, you know, I like making a hundred thousand dollars a year, fifty thousand dollars a year, whatever the number is, is different for everybody. Like, like making seventy-five thousand dollars a year, showing up to work, um, putting in my eight hours, and going home. They're not like that. Not the good ones. Uh, so if you find someone like that, then you basically have said that this core competency item that I I am acknowledging that this agency has been has played a direct hand in growing my business and in a core piece of this business growth is what this agency's done. And I'm going to replace them with someone who doesn't really care that much. And I'm not really giving them a reason to care. Or I'm going to replace them with someone that I'm like, oh yeah, this guy's a hustler. This, or this girl's a hustler. She's, she's great. You know, and then she's going to see how much money she's making you. Right. If she's a hustler, she's not going to not notice. Um, so yeah. All right. Now that said, that said, it is very common that, uh, I love how you prefaced it because you said, well, assuming the business is healthy, it is really common that uh, scenarios are not thought through when deal structures are made and aligned uh, with agencies. So uh, what I'm really getting at here is unaligned comp structures, right? Or uh, unaligned ways of paying people. If people... You salespeople get paid commission. Everybody knows that, right? Because if they create revenue, they get a piece of it. Why not, right? Uh, marketers, performance marketers, really operate much the same way. And so if you're pay, trying to pay them in a way that isn't that, then you're not aligning them with your own goals. However, you do need to understand like how much variable you can afford, how much incentive can you afford? You got to know your numbers or you can you can allow them to help you figure out your numbers even. Um, but it is like kind of what I'm getting at here is it is common that 
uh, a scenario that the that the the brand did not think was in the realm of likelihood happens in a positive way, and they did not realize that the deal structure that they created with the agency or the freelancer or whoever wouldn't actually work for their margin. Like they didn't know their numbers well enough to know they wouldn't be profitable when they paid that person this, that much. So then they look at their PL and they're like, well, that's the biggest item. Why don't I just go replace that with a full-time employee? But all you've done is just go replace somebody who's aligned to help you reach your goals with someone who's not aligned to help you reach your goals. So what you really should do is be like, hey, uh, my bad, but I want to keep you aligned. Um, so how do we do that? Right. Because, you know, if you, if you do anything else, if you cap them, whatever, do anything else, all you're doing is saying, I want you to split your attention to more things other than me and my growth. That's all you're saying to them. Right. Like, or you're saying, I want to win while you lose one of those things, right? Like it's either a zero sum game in your head, or you're like, I want everybody to grow, but I want to cap you. Well, that means I want you to go focus on other things so that you can also grow um, but that's not really aligned with what you want. Right. So, uh, I don't know. That's, that's kind of my, the, my spiel on that, my stick. I don't know how we got on that. Um, oh yeah. When do you hire? When, when do you actually replace them? When do you hire? So there are times where it's like that scenario is like, okay, we are paying the agency enough at this point that we actually can pay an in-house, um, you know, a, a, a good variable comp structure and also save money or, um, you know, we, how do I put it? Sometimes it's like, uh, sometimes what you realize you work with the agency and you realize that actually, well, let's not go down that road yet. Um, can I, can I toss you a, a scenario? I yeah, think yeah, will help go, here. Go ahead. Yeah. I've, I've talked yeah. for a minute. You, yeah. Yeah. So let's say, I, cause I, I feel personally connected to this because sometimes we are that agency that is performing and we do become that big line item, like you've referenced already. And you know, I'll just admit it personally. I felt that that heartburn of being like, hey, we performed so well for you and now you just want to churn out on us. Like you you just, you know, you get kicked out of accounts and then they go and we want to stop. You know, clients go about it in different ways. But when it happens a certain way, you go, oh, that one hurt. You know, I thought we were thought we had a really good working relationship. And I think as that agency team, sometimes all we want is that that chance to maybe correct an imbalance. You know, if there is an imbalance that truly is like, you know, we can't sustain business because we didn't realize this situation could pop up where you guys performed so much and we we kind of overcompensated on the on how much you could make on the high end if you really perform and we weren't anticipating that and now we're in a bad spot and you know, looks like we have to part ways. I mean, maybe give the agency a chance to like make something work before you just kick them to the curb. And I would say a scenario where you're talking where it might be time to actually replace them is if they're not willing in any way to even revisit that discussion. Like, no, no, you signed up for this, you know, yeah. tough cookies, or, man. Or if at the end of the day, the numbers can't work for both. Sure. Right. That could which, happen which too. Is the, which, is the, which is the case sometimes. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, and, and it, like, especially again, an honest agency is going to be like, yeah, look, I mean, look, maybe this is a good contract and we'll work for this. But like at the end of the day, you know, this actually isn't aligned, right? Like what you're, again, what you're telling us is go get more clients so you can grow your business. And that's not aligned with what you want, right? And so if, if that is the only way the numbers will work is if you're telling them that, then 
maybe continue that relationship while you also try and transition into somebody full-time in-house. Um, the other scenario in which you would hire instead of hiring an agency, and this might happen in the first place, or it might happen as, as you've gone, is if it's actually your core competency that you're outsourcing. So this is common. Uh, you have grown a brand a certain way. Now you're a CEO and owner and, and like, a you know, you've got all the stuff on your plate and, and you know that they're like, you know how to assess whether an agency will be able to kind of like fill that spot for you because it's your core competency. And so you can get that off of your plate and you can shortcut it by hiring an agency instead of hiring a person, because I don't need to train them up. I don't need to tell them what to do. I can just assess whether they know what they're doing or not because it's my core competency and I can get it to them. And then, you know, as you get some other things in place, then it's like, all right, well now it's time to bring that core competency back in house. Right totally fine that happens with with this all the time um you know so yeah if you if you ultimately can't align the numbers and, and the ultimate message that you're sending to the agency is um you have to split your attention and, and do more things um in order for you to grow within this deal structure um in order for it to work for me then then you need to try and find an al aligned situation whether that's an in-house usually an in-house right or freelancer or something like that um, or yeah, bringing your own core competency back in house. Those are probably the, the most like when clients, uh, move on from us. Um, and we're like, that was the right move. It's usually that, you know, for, for people who stick around this deep into episodes, I like to give them little peeks behind the, the curtain into how we do things sometimes just so they get to know us a little bit, how we operate. Um, because like I said at the top of the episode, I like to keep certain subjects kind of loose and not structured out uh, too much so that we can kind of not sound robotic and like we've already talked about it before. Because uh, I think that's something we've learned or I've learned as as we've gone is sometimes over prepping can really kill a subject like in a bad way, yeah. not kill it in a good way. Um, yeah. But it takes a lot of faith, honestly, that we're going to get to a good place sometimes when it's when I go, hey, John, I got this idea I want to talk about. And let's just go, you know, like yeah, some, I, I could see a scenario where it doesn't go great. And uh, not that I was too worried today, but I think we, I think we rounded out this, this topic pretty well. Um, maybe there's, there's some spots you think there's still something missing. I don't know if you're sensing what I'm doing right now. Something I'd try to do every episode, give you plenty of time to kind of prepare for a, a certain thing. We always do at the end, uh, the parting shot. Uh, if you feel like there's something we're missing here. Please take it away. Yep. Okay. The, uh, a core principle of hiring anyone that I've found. Um, and it, it, well, actually, let's not say anyone. Let's say uh, knowledge workers. A core, core principle of hiring knowledge workers who are going to use their brain experience and skills to drive a, an initiative. And, and you need to be able to delegate outcomes to them and stuff like that, not just delegate tasks. Um, a core principle of that is aligning them with like the outcome and thing that you ultimately want them to be able to achieve. And then, you know, trying to give them everything that you can in order for them to, you know, achieve it uh, and, and like give them what, you know, whatever they need to achieve it. And so uh, alignment though is, is so key, whether it is that you are hiring an in-house person or an agency or like you know, the reason I know this is because we hire a lot of people. We like, we, our whole job is to hire these people, right? Like it, the people who know what they're doing, handle their stuff. Like you can't hire good ones if you don't align them. And alignment comes from 
like, let's just say it, money, money is big. Um, but other things too, like for you, Casey, you, like money isn't as big for you, right? Like lifestyle, your like ability to, you know, have certain freedoms or uh, do like work on projects and things that you love uh, is big for other people, like growth, new challenges is big. Um, you know, whatever it is that's like important to them, you need to be able to align them so that like, if they help you achieve what you're trying to achieve, they will like just by being on your wagon and like hitching or sorry, whatever, hitching their wagon to your horse, just by doing that, they will also achieve what they want to achieve. If you can do that, then you get the best knowledge workers and you keep the best knowledge workers and they give you everything, right? Like they give you everything. They, they'll do everything they can to make it happen. Um, and that's, yeah, I mean, that's, that's it. That's what I found. Yeah. Great parting shot home run. Uh, maybe just to slip in a, a sports analogy there. We almost, Almost went a whole episode of that one. Uh, but again, uh, like we said earlier in the episode, take everything we said with a grain of salt because at the end of the day, that, you know, tis the nature of bias. It felt like we weren't biased today, but that that's the nature, right? We wouldn't know if we... Right. But... Uh, Perception's a private experience, though. Yeah, I mean, hey, if you're looking... If, if you're wondering what you should eat, you know, you ask Mr. Deer, hey, what should I eat? He's like, I eat the grass. You should eat the grass. You go, okay. <laughs> But you ask Mr. Lion, he goes, well, I'll eat the deer. So you should eat the deer. Uh, yeah, it's, it's impossible not to be biased. Um, anyway, going analogy crazy all of a sudden. Uh, but good. again, I like that one. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. That was it. our parting shot. I like yeah. that. Hey, you know, what? why not? Um, yeah. Anyway, guys, uh, if you've made it this far, thank you for watching. Uh, please continue to watch in the future. Um, go ahead and drop a like if you really like this discussion. Uh, drop us a comment if you have anything to add to it. Please uh, remember to subscribe to the channel so that you can watch all of our other videos as well. And hit that bell icon to get notifications about whenever we actually do drop new videos. Might even be able to participate in a live premiere. Uh, that would be wonderful, right? So, uh, <laughs> Modern Commerce, thank you for tuning in. And as always, until next time, we'll see you.